0: You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5,750 pounds and earning a full D1 scholarship, to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too. Can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly This is Richie Contartesi with the Next Play Podcast. And today, I have a very, very special guest for you, someone who has been recognized as one of the top fifty most influential sales and marketing leaders in the world. He is the author of three really powerful books, two of which I've read and are both amazing, high-profit prospecting, high-profit selling, and his newest, A Mind for Sales. All right, he works with Fortune 100 companies, small companies, he's worked with American Express, Chubb Insurance, Lenovo. He even works, his, his core space that he likes to play in amongst a lot is the industrial space, he has a online university, which uh, in 2021 was ranked one of the top 10 sales leadership. Uh, excuse me, sales learning programs, uh, because he's involved, and a lot of them aren't. He's spoken in more than more than 30 countries on five continents, and travels more than 200 days per year, working with people, helping to show them how to find and retain better clients what he's done is he's created a lifestyle for himself but more importantly he helps other people create a lifestyle for themselves so mark hunter thanks so much for being on the show
1: thank you thank you and and, and i should say post covid i'm not going to hit 200 days this year and you know what it feels good it actually feels good because there's so much virtual going on but hey right. you know do you like
0: that do you like the virtual
1: um i feel
0: like you can make as big of a no
1: punch no. No, you can't. Cause there's something about going shoulder to shoulder with somebody when you're out being able to tour their facilities, seeing what's going on, you're able to break bread with them and just, you know, h- connect with them. Uh, I was with a group a week ago after the meeting, we went out, all did top golf and, you know, you just get to hang out with people. And, and th- those are really cool relationships. Uh, Cause that's what sales is about. It's relationships.
0: 100%. And there's that. When you're in person, there's this emotional connection that I feel is extremely difficult to do through a computer screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is now. The, <laughs> now the trade-off is: um, last week I did a, a event in the Netherlands. Right. I didn't have to go to the Netherlands because it was all right. virtual. See, right. so I mean, you know, it it does allow you to do um, programs in more areas that you'd never be able to do before, right. but. Um, but you know what? You just hate it it's the cards we've been dealt. You can't do anything about it, so you just rock on. You just go, right? right. Next play.
0: So, so all right. So, Mark, let's let's talk about you, man. I, you 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 watch your demo video on your website, and the first thing it talks about was relationships. The first thing you talk about today is relationships. I kind of had a different question, but I want to just go there because I think it's the best place. So is that kind of your philosophy? Your, you know, Sales trainers have all kinds of different ideas and frameworks and models. Um, you obviously, I think relationships is, is your thing. So is, tell me about that. Walk me through sales mm. and relationships. What does that mean to you?
1: Well, sales and relationships are the exact same thing because they, they, there's always somebody else who can sell exactly what you've got you know, I don't care. You can say a training program. I, there's other people who've got other tra- but nobody can sell me. I'm the only one who can do me. And it is about relationships. It's about getting to know people. It's about helping people. Zig Ziglar passed away 10 years ago now, and he had a great quote. He said, the best way to help, best way to achieve your goals is to help other people achieve theirs. That is so spot on. And right. like we were talking uh, before we hit record, uh, that's what I was doing this week. I mean, it was amazing. I, I, I and it just one after another, and it's like I can be, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. I can help you with that. And it just, um, you know, it was kind of a weird week in that way because that was like the bulk of my week helping other people. Right. But boy, it sure feels good. Yeah, you know, nice. It feels real good. Yeah, good, good.
0: So, all right. So, real quick, just before we dive into the meat of of what you do and your core concepts and everything, um, how did you get into sales? walk me through kind of just quick share, share with the listeners, your, your story.
1: Yeah. I did not want to go into sales. I I got into sales only because of the, the police department. Uh, Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the police department. Um, I got a new car, my senior year of college. And um, over the course of about 10 weeks, probably that was last quarter of school. um, I got four tickets. And um, before I knew it, my car insurance was through the roof. And, um, it was very simple. I mean, I, I was renting an apartment with, I don't know, three, four other guys. Uh, I got a car payment, this new car I bought and I had insurance that was just through the roof. So I wound up getting a job that supplied me with a company car and sold the car. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was survival. It was survival. There was no grand scheme about getting into sales. None. (laughs)
0: Got it. Okay. And so, and so how did this lead to where you are today?
1: Well, how it led to was the fact that, let's see, I started that job in October, I think September. And by the following October, I was fired from that job. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? So then I got another job that supplied me with another company car and that job, in fact, during that job, I got married, but that job only lasted eight months. And got fired from that job too. And ultimately, was on my third sales job, third company car, within about <laughs> two years. Uh, so, yeah, you're 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 uh, listening to a person who has been fired from their first two sales jobs. And you know what's funny is I thought I was going to get fired from my third job. Uh, there's a funny what story. changed?
0: Yeah, what happened? Well,
1: what 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 changed was I I, I still remember it. I, I still remember it very very well. My boss is of uh, my third job. My boss's boss, Bob Stone called me into his office, sat me down. And I remember because he had arranged, he, his secretary had arranged the meeting the day before. Mark, be in Bob's office tomorrow at one o'clock. And I remember telling my wife, I said, I have a feeling I'm going to get fired. Yeah. and Which means I'm going to have to turn in the company car. Right. And I even asked my <laughs> wife. Yeah, well, and, and, and I asked my wife, I mean, we were broke we were broke. And uh, I, I asked my wife if she could, drive her own car to work that day Mm -hmm. and get off early because she'd probably have to come pick me up. You know, I mean, you know, I I literally cleaned out my company car. I mean, I I thought I, I, I know this drill and I walk in to Bob's office. I sit down long story short. He goes through a series of questions that he's asking me if I think I'm making a difference with my customers. He says, tell me about how you're making an impact with your, tell me about how you're really connecting with your customers. And what he was simply saying was, he said, "You are not connecting with your customers. Yeah, and until you do, you will not be successful." And uh, the the actual line he used, and and this is funny because I'm 24, 25 years of age at the time. He says, um, he asked me if I eat breakfast in the morning. I said, "Yeah, I do." He says, "Do you do anything while you eat breakfast?" And I still I, I still remember to this day. What i was wearing I was wearing a brown plaid suit i mean i mean this stands out in my mind i have this office this was years and years ago and uh car keys are in my pocket and he, he and he says do you eat breakfast in the morning and he says and i said yeah he says what do you do you do anything while you eat breakfast he said, no i just i you know i read the paper a little bit he says well i want you to tomorrow morning and every morning from now on have a mirror in front of you because you have the most dour face I've ever met. Hmm. And then he gets up and walks out. Now, when you're 25 years of age, you've never heard the word dower before. I don't yeah. care what school you went to. Uh, said- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the culmination of him saying, Mark, until you, until you begin connecting with, with people. And, you know, it wasn't like the light bulb went off right then, but it slowly began to get brighter and began to realize that it's about relationships. It's about connecting with people.
0: Yeah.
1: And you got to build your network out there. And ultimately I had a great 12 year ride with that company. And, um, that was some of the best advice at best advice I ever received.
0: Yeah. So, so you, that's, that's awesome, man. It's like, I feel like everyone has kind of has those, those like two or three huge moments, turning points in your life. Right. And so for you is connections and relationships. So how did you learn how to build connect, how to create connections, how to build relationships and then, what did that do for you? How did you? What did you do over that twelve years because of that?
1: Yeah, well, it, and and it subsequently since it's just slowing down enough to listen to people. You know, I I was somewhat treating people, and I talk about my book as if they were bowling pins. My job was just to knock them down, get the order, and run. You know, <laughs> and and um, you know, reset reset the you know, reset the alley with new pins with new customers, and I'll knock them down. I'll Take the word. Right. So it was really slowing down enough to really listen to them yep. and understanding them at their level. And then that's when you really begin to understand what is it that they're looking for. And then it's amazing because you begin to change your whole dynamic and you begin listening better. Now you're you're suddenly hearing things yeah. that you never heard before. And I always contend this the that and and it also changed my attitude. Because I had a very pessimistic attitude towards sales. I really, I just wasn't, wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. But that began changing my attitude to becoming a very extreme optimist. I had always been an optimist in life, but my job, I just, ah, this is selling and slimy and sleazy. Right. But then you begin to realize that, wait a minute, wait, hold it, hold it, hold it. You're helping people. You're absolutely right. helping. You are helping people be more successful. Right. That's cool. Right. And, and that yeah. just is carried on year after year after year.
0: Did you, so over that 12 years, were you in sales the whole time or did you end up moving into a leadership role?
1: Oh, I was, yeah, I, I was in all kinds of different roles, leadership roles, marketing roles, you know, and I went from there to another company for six years and and was there in a a leadership role. And then, uh, and then I've been, I've been doing this now for man, almost, um, I don't know, 22, 23 years. Wow. Uh, so, so, so what is uh, that? Tell me, what, what, do you do? Well, now? yeah, what, what, How did what you transition? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just get on podcasts like yours. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I do a lot of training with companies. I speak at a lot of conferences. I write books, but it's all around sales and it's really focused in top of the funnel prospecting top of the funnel prospecting. Cause that's, that's the piece that people. That's the pe- that's the piece people struggle with the most. Right
0: now, are you referring to? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. ahead. I got some good questions on this. Yeah, it it just because people want to close sales, but you can't close what you don't first prospect. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I, I, my whole goal is to change your perspective about how you feel about prospecting. People say, "Oh, I I can't prospect. I can't hold hold." If you if you know you can help somebody, you have an obligation to pick up the phone and call them. You you yeah. owe it to them to pick up the phone and call them. And, and that begins to change the whole mindset of why you're doing what you're doing.
0: Right. So, when you, so you're 100% correct. And I love that way of thinking. Uh, we got to get more people to think that way. But so, so when you say top of the funnel, because there's, there's a top of the funnel for marketing and then there's a top of the funnel for sales. Are you referring more towards outbound sales people who need to fill their pipeline at the top? Is that kind of what you're referring yes, to? Yes, yes. Okay.
1: I, I am very outbound focused, but the same token, a lot of my work is also when marketing generates the leads. And then inbound says, what do we do with these? What, you know, what, what you know, how, how do we, how do we, but my main focus is when that salesperson either has to go develop their own list or is given a list. What do I do? What, what, right. what, 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 You know? So and what do I
0: do, Mark? What's the, what,
1: what's your, yeah, what's well, your philosophy? Yeah, well, this is, first of all, you got to realize you're not selling anything. You're not selling a product or a service. You're selling an outcome. Right. I tell salespeople, take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On one half of it, write down 10 clients you work with, 10 customers you work with. On the right-hand side, write down not what you sold them, write down the outcome that they achieved. Mm. You know, they were able to now do this or they were able to build out this or they were able to expand here. Whatever it was, you you write that down and you get that list and then you give yourself a great big hug and you go, "Mm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good because that's why you sell. Right. And then what you begin to do is you say, okay, what are these types? What types of customers best fit with this type of outcome? I was with a company yesterday. was with a very small company. There's only four people in the company.
0: Really? Oh, so you when you you work with really small company.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I I I'm with all they 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 were putting on an all day meeting and I I, I and I, I said guys what we got to do is you, you don't think what you sell, they sell a consulting service, applies to every company. Here's the niche. And and we spent time just talking about the niche that they focus in on. And there's still hundreds and hundreds of customers across the U S that fit that niche. That's where you focus your time and effort. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about it. Just right there. Cause it, it really only have like really one and a half salespeople. That's it. That's it. Right. So, I mean, again, it's, it's, and, and when you get focused, because here's what the deal, you now gain more confidence. You gain more confidence because you understand that industry. You understand that type of person. You understand that business. And as a result of getting more confidence, you also now know more about how they work, how they operate. Right. You really have better questions. You've got insights on them. So it raises your level of confidence to be able to pick up the phone and have that call. Right. That's a great thing. That's cool. Yeah.
0: So here, here's a question that I know a lot of people will will be thinking is niching down is has a, a ton of benefits. But it's also something that could be very scary because now I'm 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 going to repel a lot of people who could have been potentials, who are now are no longer you know potentials that are in our pipeline or on our social media. How do you? What are your thoughts on that? How do you overcome that, or do you just have yeah. to? That's just the way it is.
1: No, here's the thing: you got to get tough with yourself because your most valuable asset is your own time. You may get people who say they're interested and you have a conversation with them, but they never wind up buying. See, I mean, you know, this is like the proverbial new life insurance salesperson. You know, eventually they run out of family members to have coffee with. And they really got (laughs) to find who they really sell, who they can really service. So this whole thing that it's not, yes, it's narrowing it down, but here's the thing. You can't boil the ocean. Don't think for a moment that, what you do can satisfy everybody out there. It just does. I don't care what the business is. You know, not even toilet paper has 100% market share. Let me, you know, or, you know, you know, not even 100% of the population uses toilet paper. Okay, that's a little creepy. Wow, I don't know where I came up with that one. But I mean, you know, I mean, but so think about is this. Is that from, true? Well, I
0: guess I, I
1: have, true? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Actually, I did see a statistic one time years ago. That said only 96% of all households buy toilet paper.
0: That's that's wild. Okay. But now <laughs> I,
1: I think the other four percent is comprised of college students who steal it or people who home from work. <laughs> yeah, right. So you know, yeah, exactly. yeah. So I think, yeah. But anyway, but anyway. Um it, here here's the situation. The more I narrow it down, the more I become a specialist. Right. Really, the, the more value I bring my clients. Right. The more value I bring my clients. Guess what? the more I can charge. See, because what's interesting is there's a direct relationship between price and trust. Mm -hmm. If there's low trust, guess what? It's going to be a low price. The higher the degree of trust there is, the higher the price. You know, Starbucks coffee. I mean, you walk into a Starbucks and you pay $14 for a cup of coffee. That doesn't appeal to everybody. But boy, to that loyal Starbucks customer they will willingly drop down those four, that $14 for that cup of coffee. Is and that what it
0: is? I, I, have,
1: I have no idea. Oh. No, no. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. I was just in a Starbucks the other day. I had a grande black coffee and it was $3.14. So okay. anyway, but anyway, but, but again, there's a lot of people that would have no, no desire, either non-coffee drinkers or people who say, I'm not going to pay that kind of money for coffee. I'm going to go to McDonald's or I'm going to make it myself or whatever it might be. See, again, you have to define your niche. And when you define your niche, must. The, one of the biggest problems salespeople have is they think anybody who calls them up is, is, is a customer. Anybody who looks at their website is a customer. No, no. You've got to qualify them. What you have is you have a lot of suspects.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You need prospects. They have to earn the right to be a prospect ooh, that's scary yeah yeah
0: so if you're doing outbound though and you're the one reaching out to them then how do do you still hold that kind of posture
1: yeah well you do because again you're not just calling anybody in the phone book i don't know if they even print those anymore but you're not you're not (laughs) not calling anybody but you're, you're 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 doing your due diligence that this is the industry you're focused in on or this is the geographic area you're you, you you have pre-identified the market that you're going after. Because yeah. here's the whole thing. I, I find this to be the case. And again, this happened to me the other day. The guy said, oh, wow, I got 300 new leads. I said, well, how many do you have already? He said, well, I probably got 100 already. I said, there's no way you're going to be able to work those 300 leads because it's going to take repetition. I, I just saw a statistic yesterday. Forrester Research Says it, it takes fourteen touches before you can engage a prospect. Fourteen touches. Now, how can you be doing that if you know if you got three hundred? You're never gonna you're never gonna get through the list. And don't say, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use some automated process. I'm gonna send out all these emails." Well, guess what? Sending the same email out over and over again is kind of a recipe for stupidity. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it works in certain things, but not in corporate. Right, exactly. And that's, see, again, that, see, that's knowing your audience, see? Right, because yeah. again, what works in corporate isn't necessarily going to work in consumer. And right. what works in consumer isn't going to... Now, they're both emotional decisions. This is what people have to realize. They are both... Emo- they, there is, you know, emotional decisions being made in in corporate America. And it's it just because... Let me tell you something. They just disguise it around. Oh, we've done our evaluation, we've done our our ROI, we've looked at our total cost of ownership, et cetera. Et cetera. Everyone voted. Everyone right. voted. All that all that sort of. But, but nobody even so, looked at this. <laughs> there's still there's still emotion in that because somebody, somebody's job is on the line if this purchase doesn't go right. Right. You know, the B 2 C, you know, the individual consumer. Okay. Again, much more emotional. But at the end of the day, they know that. Still got to be able to afford it. Still got to be able to pay for it.
0: Right, that's usually the problem. There's just different challenges, but that's
1: yeah. well. See, that's the whole thing because see, what happens in B two C is is the salesperson gets all excited because the customer's all excited. Wow, I want this. I want this. I want this. But the customer's done zero processing. How in the world can they afford it? Mm-hmm. They can't. So then, what happens is the salesperson. Winds up wasting all these cycles, jumping up and down like JoJo the clown, and you know, getting the customer excited and everybody, wow, this is great, this is great, this is great, but there's no sale being made, right? So you still have to get the economics to work, and the economics comes back to the outcome. What is the outcome? Yeah, that the individual, whether it be an individual or a um, on on a on an individual thing. We literally just had a new grill delivered to our house and we paid a pretty healthy price for the grill, but it's okay because it's a good grill and it's going to last me years and years and years and years. And for the amount of use I get out of it, it's a bargain. There are a lot cheaper grills. We could have bought a lot cheaper grills. We bought this one because it fits what we want for a lifestyle. Right.
0: So, okay. So, so back, I want to talk about, what are what the activities, right? So if I'm a I'm in a sales leadership role, and I have outbound sales reps, and they're not filling the pipeline, right? We niche down. We've got our our market that we're going after. What what do I need to do today, to yeah. fill the pipeline? To you know, how, what's your kind of philosophy with that?
1: How, yeah. How do we do that? Yeah. First of all, you the sales leader, you can't motivate anybody. All you can do is create a culture,
0: mm-hmm. an
1: environment for your people to motivate themselves. Keep that okay. in mind here as I walk through these. What this means is you you as a leader have got to help them celebrate success. The outbound salespeople have to live in a positive state. They live right. in a negative state. All they're doing is eh, eh. all they're doing, all they're doing is calling it, nothing's going to happen. They have to live in a positive state so that means you've got to help your people celebrate every win. And the win is many times just the activity. We made X number of calls today. We made X number of calls last hour. Right. Here's what we did. That's what you're celebrating now. What I say to do is this, we're gonna we're gonna take and I'm gonna ask salespeople to go through that same exercise I shared, I shared earlier, drop line down the middle, customers on one side, outcomes on the other. You're going to share success stories with people. you're You're going to be, You're going to be lifting them up. And what you're doing is this. You're focused on the metrics, but you're emphasizing the emotional state. Now, here's something very interesting. Too many times what I see is that sales leaders just focus on the metrics. You didn't make enough calls. You didn't make enough calls yesterday. If that's the behavior you're going after, guess what? You're going to have turnover very quickly. Right. And you know what? You're never going to get the right people. What you have to do is you have to focus on that emotional aspect. Hey, let's talk about some of your calls. Let's go listen. I, you know, I hope every company's using Course or Gong or something. Let's go listen to some of those calls. Let's walk through them. What could we have done differently? Help them achieve success. And what this many times means is you have to set individual goals for individual people Lou Holtz when you know he great college coach brief time in the NFL realized that college coaching is much better for him right and um Lou Holtz was asked how do you motivate 150 college players his answer 150 different ways (laughs) Because his thing was communication different for each individual person. Now you, right. you, don't, you' don't put some people up on a pedestal and others over here no 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 I mean you, you've got to play by one playbook you know, right you have different playbooks. but you communicate and you dialogue because he had to understand how do I how do I instill in this person a level of confidence to make that catch, to make that tackle to pull on this you know whatever it might be. And, and that is absolutely key. And here's the thing that I, that I tell sales leaders, do you know what their personal goals are? Do you know what your people's personal goals are? Oh, and and vast majority say, no, they don't. You see, you want to get to know them professionally and personally, and don't sit there and say, oh, well, HR doesn't allow that. That's garbage. This is about being human. HR, what do you mean?
0: HR doesn't allow that. Oh, because
1: oh, because it's going to set off. I mean, oh, believe me, I've heard everything.
0: That's wild. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no. It's it's it's. I mean, and and I go. I don't care. It's people being people. I'm not. I'm not (laughs) asking you. I'm not asking you to to invite them over for Thanksgiving to your home. Now, if you want to, I I I, go for it. Go for it. If that fits. If that fits. But your whole key thing is that you have to understand your people mm-hmm. personally. And that means you may have to share a little bit about your personal state, you know, and, that, and that's so key that they got to understand where you're coming from. But when you take the time to understand your people, what makes them tick, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I can tell you about two different bosses I had. One, and I, and I write about him in my book, John Canavan. I'd walk through a wall for that guy i i never had a problem waking up in the morning going to work i was excited i was excited to sell for him i had another boss and i can't remember his name right now offhand i couldn't stand him
0: that's why you can't remember his name
1: that's why I can't remember his name. Yeah, And uh, he might still be alive. So we might hear this podcast. Anyway, uh, but, but I mean, for sure. And, and, and I, and I was, and there was no rush to get up in the morning. There was no rush. We were living in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, man, that, that, alarm would go off five, six, seven times. And I could care less. I just, I had no desire, no motivation. Yeah. And is that, see, what's very interesting People forget this. Um, <laughs> managing people, leading people, it's a lot like raising kids.
0: Yeah, there are a <gasps> lot of similarities. That's
1: spooky. That's really scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and there's a lot of people that are um, in in leadership and management roles and just have never been trained on it and don't have any attention. Uh, oh, we don't have any experience leading. Oh, companies. it is.
1: It's, it, it, it's the single biggest gap that we have, not just in sales, but in business. And that's the frontline manager. The frontline manager has received zero support. And yet, you know, it's funny. And I did, I, I was talking to a, to a gentleman the other day and he said, companies are very quick to go out and buy another um, software, we're going to go buy this We're you know, we got this CRM, we're going to get this to buy all the stuff. And yet they forget to realize that the most valuable app, the most valuable technology they have is between the ears. Right. And, you know, if you leverage that in your people, it's amazing the success that you have. You know, what's interesting is motivation. Or I should, I'll...
0: well, actually, I want, I want you to share that. You said you, said you can't motivate your people.
1: Well, well, you really can't because it's up to them to decide
0: whether or not they want to be motivated, you know? Yeah, but, but, I mean, but don't you agree if, if you have people on your team who don't, aren't open to being motivated, then they definitely shouldn't be there?
1: Yes, then you got to get rid of them. Right, right. It's like, what yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he, he, here, here's something very interesting. Momentum, momentum, which is so critical in sales, is created... One of two ways. It's either created because of passion or risk. Think about that for a moment. Passion. I love what I do. I get to go do this. I get to help people. I get my definition of sales is the same definition as it is that I have for a a leadership is to help others see and achieve what they did not think was possible. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So if, if I can be passionate about something, I create momentum. The same thing is risk. If I have a lion chasing me, believe me, I'm going to get momentum. So, I mean, okay. but, 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 you know, so as a leader, are you having your people create their momentum based off of passion that you're creating, you're helping them create, or is it because of risk? If it's a risk, you'll get turnover. If it's passion wow. You're going to light people up.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So, okay. So, so back to the the top of the funnel, because I know a lot of people listening to this are, are experiencing that. And I like that you brought that up. What, what are you seeing today as the top two or three activities for a salesperson to do, to fill the top of their pipeline?
1: Well, the, the worst one is saying, I'm going to go get some lead source. I'm going to get some lead tool and whatever they give me zoom
0: info yeah yeah, now now,
1: zoom info is a very credible tool i really like i i really like but even zoom info i've still got to sort through it i i've still got to really analyze it i mean sure they have tons of metrics and you get very very granular but you can't just
0: you can't just download contacts and blast email people that's
1: that's right see that's right that's where it takes a little bit of this hey hey guys I've got to do a little bit of Intel. I've got a little bit of understanding. Now, the level of Intel I do is going to vary depending on what I sell. If I'm selling something that's really low dollar and a rapid purchase, I don't have time to do much Intel, okay? So as long as it fits this SIC code, uh, this particular G, as long as it fits some criteria, I'm going to call. However, if I'm selling something much more complex yeah, and it's not purchased ring I'm going to do some Intel. I'm, I'm going to get out and see what the internet says about them. See what it says about that individual person I'm calling. I'm going to gather some of that intel. Now think about this. If I'm zeroed in on a particular industry, chances are I've already got a circle of influence with that company or they may know me. I mean, I, I had this happen the other day. I, call, I called a gentleman. and In fact, his business partner. Do right. you
0: still do outbound
1: for your own Yeah, business? I do. Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah, because again, um, people will give me cards. People will connect with me. I was at a networking event the other night. And I'm not looking to collect hundreds of cards. I'm looking to collect a select few. But there were two people in particular I wanted to connect with. And um, one of them, I did a little bit of intel on her today. And um, I'm not going to have time today to reach out to her, but I'm going to reach out to her Monday. And yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I do. And, and, you know, I'm speaking at a conference. I'm speaking at various things. I, I, I was speaking at a, at a large, uh, industrial sales event here a couple of weeks ago at that meeting were a number of dealers and, you know, distributors from all over the country, you bet. Yeah. I was getting, you bet I was getting cards and I was, and, and, and I'm talking to them and you know what, here's the deal. It's just a conversation. It's just a con. Salespeople get so hung up. Well, they didn't take my call, so they must not be interested. Give me a break. I, I-, I called a guy today. Um, In fact, it's funny because I had a conversation with him on Wednesday of this week. That was a good call. And I needed to do some follow-up. And I called him back a- again here this morning. <sighs> Wasn't there. Left a voicemail. And I still haven't heard from him. That's okay. He may be taking today off. I don't know. I'm not worried right. about it. I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep pinging, 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 pinging him. I mean, you, you have to be willing to stay in the game. And just because somebody doesn't respond doesn't mean a thing. Because there are times that people reach out to me. And I may be interested in them. but it can be. I, in fact, I had this today. I, I, there was a person who sent me a note three weeks ago. And I finally had a chance to take a look at it today. And I actually popped him back and I said, not really interested, but there might be a play if we were to do this. Let's touch base, but I don't have time right now. Can we do it latter part of November? It's just because it's got to fit my schedule,
0: right? Hundred you know? percent.
1: Because I'm, i I may be, I may be the buyer on it. I don't know. Yeah,
0: right. yeah. So, so when you're working with companies, you know, h- how do you determine whether or not it's best for them to even do outbound at all. Some companies are just very inbound driven. They, yeah. they can run Facebook and Instagram or LinkedIn and Google ads or YouTube ads, bring in leads and build an inbound team. When do you, when do you say, okay, it's time to build an outbound team or you should do both? Like, how do you, what's your thoughts on yeah. that? How do you decide that?
1: I, I really prefer both because if you load all of your uh, focus up on inbound, and we'll say it's social media. What if they change the rules? Suddenly you're toast. Right. So I got it. You know, what's interesting is HubSpot. HubSpot, you know, they're the masters of inbound marketing. They have a massive outbound sales team. Massive.
0: Right. They, they're all, they're a content
1: based. Well, they're right. They're content. But the That's whole idea it, yeah. was you put enough content out there and people will beat, will beat a path to your door. You don't have to do all this. <laughs> and yet they have a massive, Outbound sales team. So here's the thing it, it, it comes down to the financials, what works. You know, the example I like to use is right now, fall football games. Have you ever noticed the number of car insurance commercials you see on football games as you watch college football games? I watch and, a lot of college football, but yeah, is it a lot? Yeah, it's a lot. It's every, and, and you say, how, but you know what? It must be paying off for them because otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. It otherwise, it would not be doing it. See, right. so here, here's the thing: you, you've got to understand what is your cost of customer acquisition, and and very few companies really understand this. What's your cost of right. customer acquisition? What is the length of time it <clears throat> takes to go from lead to customer? Right. And what is the lifetime value of that customer? I saw companies' uh, uh, financials today. And it was very interesting, but it's exponential growth, huge growth. Yeah. But very few new sales, very few new sales. But once you're in the ecosystem, it's kind of like if you buy an Apple computer, you know, or an iPhone, right. you're right. kind of stuck in the Apple world. I mean, right. man, they, they they got you. They own I'm Screwed. You. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so what, what happens there is that that you're playing in that circle. So their whole focus is that they will spend tremendous amount of money. Salesforce, in fact, here's the example. Salesforce, a few years ago, it was in their annual report, was spending 55 cents on every dollar of revenue on sales and marketing. Think about that for a moment. Right. They were spending 55 cents, of, I think the number was actually 57 or 58 cents a do, of, every rev, of every dollar coming in on advertising and marketing. Wow, They were losing money like mad. But they knew they had to scale the business, had to scale the business. See, so again, you got to look at the metrics that work for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how, that's why some companies can afford to, to advertise tremendously. And, and here, here's the example I love you. You you, you know, if you look at Coca Cola, and Coke was a client of mine for a, a number of years, everybody knows what Coke is. And, but look at the amount of advertising. They do a tremendous amount. They do a tremendous amount. Billions, yeah. Billions of them. And they also have a massive sales force. And they also have an an inbound sales. I mean, you know, so again, I mean, so they're using everything. And, And so if that's how somebody like Coke operates, Apple even has a massive outbound sales team. Massive. Not selling necessarily iPhones but they're selling their, their, their corporate solutions. Right. That's what I was going to say. Right. Right. See, so again, you got to figure out what fits for my company. That's where you determine, but here's the whole thing. Don't get over reliant on just one stream. You know, it's like retailers learned this during the pandemic, right? If they didn't have an online presence, they were toast, but those businesses that had an online presence, we're still able to do things, right? So, You you better create the process
0: before you need it. Right. Do you, do you, for, for your business, do you have an outbound team as well or do you mainly do inbound or do you just do the outbound?
1: It's pretty much me just, just doing the outbound. I mean, you know, uh, again, my business model is my business model is, is such that the, the, online university and so forth i mean that can you know that that doesn't really pay to have somebody making calls so people just buy
0: right no it's more high
1: but for the high-end stuff i'm pretty much the one doing it now i I, I, i've got a person who is selling for me but he also sells for another company and um, and he's at a a higher end piece but i'm pretty much the one that does the high-end stuff and I've got an agent who handles my speaking stuff and so forth. So, yeah. So I guess I've got other people there, uh, but I'm the one who um, um, I, I want these other people to be successful, but at the end of the day, I got to own it. Right. I can't. Cause if I sit there, this is, this is the big, this is the big problem. Small companies have. Small companies will sit there and say, they hired a salesperson. Is it good? I don't need to worry about yeah. sales anymore. <laughs> big mistake. Big. So, do you
0: like do you like working
1: with small companies?
0: Yeah I, companies? yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. What exactly do you do? Let's say you have a four or five person team. Are you helping them build out their sales team? Are you yeah consulting them it, on just the marketing? Like, what what are you doing with them?
1: Yeah, it, it 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 can be things like just helping them understand who is the market they should be going after. Help them identify what their needs are. How should they kind of reposition their product or their service or whatever? Um, and maybe it is. I mean, I've got several people right now that have said, hey, if you can find some salespeople, send, send them my way. So, you know, I, I don't, that's not part of what I do, but, you know, and I get people who send me resumes and so forth. So now watch, I just said this on your podcast, I'm gonna get flooded with resumes. I mean, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, right. so I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pass them around to people as I see fit. But it's, it's all about, see, here's what I find very interesting, the dynamics between a hundred billion dollar company and a hundred thousand dollar company, it's really not that much difference. It's just Mm -hmm. people. It's just people. Now in the hundred billion dollar company, you've got people who can be very, very specialized in the hundred thousand dollar company. There's one person doing everything, right? this This company I was with yesterday, really the sales guy is also the marketing guy. He's the social media guy. He's kind of the, the, the go-to person that just makes stuff happen. And, um, Bill, he's a great guy and he likes the job. He loves it. You know? And, um, you know, so, I mean, it, it all comes back to, if you stop and think about this, do you feel like you're making a contribution? This is the, you know, if, if the employee feels like they're making a contribution and, and they're respected, it's amazing what they'll do, right? Absolutely. So, I Absolutely. Mean, this gentleman, Bill, I Bill, I was with yesterday. I can't imagine he's making great money, but he thoroughly loves what he's st- what what he does. He thoroughly loves what he does. I mean, he said that to me time and time again yesterday.
0: There's a good book. It's I think it's a "Do What You Love" and the money will follow. Yes. So well, like... I
1: think that's that, that's what he feels. That okay, the business right. will scale, the business will grow, and um, like he says, this isn't a job; it's a mission we're on. Yeah. And you go, wow see that that's that emotional when, when you connect, because again, they truly believe that they can make a difference in the people that they're working with. Right. That when you get that, see, that's the, that's that passion. That's what creates right. momentum. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And momentum. So they, so walk me through a mind for sales. What, what, what is the, tell, tell the, Share yeah. a little bit about this book. Yeah, this is your newest book, right?
1: This this newest book. In the the first couple of chapters, I walk through as to how I how I got into sales, just like what what I described at the top, uh, and, and how I struggled in sales. And it wasn't until I really began to see the light bulb, and, and then as I go through a mind for sales, it's really understanding the customer's mind. It's understanding the customer, so it's really slowing down enough and understanding that you got to stay in the game. You have to stay in the game and it's a level of confidence and the reason i say this is because there's two c's that are so critical confidence and competence mm. when i'm competent it's amazing how confident i am right When i'm confident it's amazing how much better the questions i ask which means i right. become more competent <laughs> so those two c's just yeah exactly they just flow together so the book really breaks down in fact it, it it's funny. I have one chapter in there uh, um, that says social selling is neither social nor selling. Whoa! Now think about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> because well, because here is the thing. I mean, I love social media, but people get it wrong. They think they can connect with somebody. You know, it's 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 click and pitch.
0: I mean, it's you not- could start a conversation to get somebody in a position where you can then connect with them. Right?
1: But right, yeah. you see. What people forget is social media. They forget the first word. It's social. Let me create a relation. I'm I'm on social media every day. We put out a lot of content. You know, if you think about podcast, well, hey, you put a ton a, of stuff out. Yeah. What's a podcast? A podcast is really nothing more than, you know, it's social media. Yeah. I mean, so so again, why do we do this? It's just you have to understand that. And I see people they become drunk on social selling. they they spend all day on social media and they wonder why they have nothing in their pipeline you've got to pick up the phone and make the call Mm -hmm. your your objective is to develop an online connection to have an offline conversation right think about that for a moment that's pretty cool yeah
0: the click and pitch thing is doesn't work isn't it used to work? <laughs> oh,
1: oh man. I mean, you connect with somebody, somebody wants to connect with you. And then two seconds later, they're trying to pitch you on something. It's right. like, hold it, slow down. Or these people who do nothing, but, and, and I got another one today. Hey, Mark, I looked at your profile. You'd be a perfect candidate to own your own business. And this is almost, this is a, <laughs> this is a templated, this is a templated message.
0: Right. I've
1: received probably a hundred times.
0: And I go,
1: oh please! I mean, it's just you know, you know, and, and you get the same. I'm I'm sure you've seen the emails that they say they they send you another email. I wanted to, I'm not sure if you saw this, so I wanted to bounce it to the top of your email list. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> uh, or or you know, the one back about a year ago, people are doing it, doing. I want to, I'm checking in to see if you've had a chance to read this. Excuse me, checking in isn't that something you do at a hotel? <laughs> right. I, I i i i'm looking around i'm not a hotel so <laughs> your room is clearly not ready goodbye <clears throat> you know but how do you
0: how do you how do you follow up like how do you what do you see works you pick people? up the phone
1: and call you pick okay. up the phone and call i mean you, but you, what if you, you
0: can't what if you called somebody five times and they haven't answered
1: i'm gonna call then. them again so you just keep I'm, calling, and I'm, calling i'm gonna call there, there, there was a a large deal that I got back in January. Yeah. Was probably one of the largest deals I'd ever gotten as a really in a, in a short time frame. It was, it was, it was a one-year deal. And um, I got it in January this year and it came about because of really probably 10 or 11 months for the phone calls. Wow. It was to the CRO, the chief revenue officer. And some other people in the company I knew, but you just keep, you just keep calling, calling, calling. There'd be a conversation. I remember I had a conversation back in May and I thought, got the deal, got the deal. No, nothing. Then, you know, nothing happens, nothing happens. And out of the blue, he actually calls me, you know, or I called him, whatever. We had. And then they're, con- you know, there they, they was about every two, three months we actually have a call. Con- and, and, and it wasn't until December that things really heated up. And then in January, he said, let's put a plan together yeah so i mean you have that's to be awesome. willing to stay in the game right uh, because i mean if i had chosen just to make a couple calls you know what w- w- we'll never know we'll never know the business we never got because we never followed up right i, I we hear I, it I,
0: time and time again that's like our thing oh i could you know, i could, I could kick myself <laughs> I,
1: I i could i mean i'm sure i've lost millions of dollars of business Yeah, at the end of the day there's only so much time of the day. So you have to choose your, right. you know, and, that, and that's the challenge. You have to choose how you allocate your time. Well, that's why I think there's so much automation,
0: uh, Mark. That's why you mm-hmm. get the ping to the top email, which is obviously automation. Um, you know, that's probably why. It's because- It is, it can't... is.
1: Yeah, oh, oh, without a doubt. But see, here's the whole thing. Am I going to be successful pinging a thousand people? Or I'm going to be, or am I going to be more successful dialing in and getting focused on 50? Right, right. I'll, I guess what? I'm going to take the 50. Yeah. Right. Now, again, if I'm selling pencils, no, it doesn't work. The economics right. doesn't work. But if I'm selling something substantial, because here's the whole thing. You and I know this is automated. You know, you get, I see this. On, I, no, but if I get a personal email that I know is personally written, yeah. Like this person who sent me this email a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you could tell, you could just tell, yeah, you tell, I, I could tell, because again, he, he mentioned about stuff that I was doing right in my job, in my business. Go, yeah. you, you almost, whenever
0: I get something, I feel like I have to reply. Even well, if you I'm not do. Interested right. Right. Like that, right. I, I have to and, reply
1: and so what happens? It gets a conversation going. Right. So do I want a thousand leads? I'm going to auto drip or 50. I'm going to focus in on I'll take the 50 now. I got to make sure those fifty are part of my ICP, my ideal customer profile. Yeah. See, so I mean, you know, I, I again, I'm I'm not taking fifty random shots, but what I'm saying is that if these are targeted in, because they come out of that particular sector right. of industry that I do the best in. Boom. Oh. yeah.
0: So, yeah. so I I know there's a lot of like there's there's a lot of business owners and and CEOs and some even speakers that that listen to the show. So, um. D- there's some products – and actually there's a software company that we just recently um, are contracted with, and their product is time-based, just like speaking is time-based, yeah. right? So yeah. do you feel outbound – like, and maybe even in your business, do you feel outbound calling for something that – like if they don't have an event or they don't do events or it's not the right time – do you still do outbound for that? Or if you're, well, if you yeah, a software, I do. I, I, you is... know,
1: you know, I do because again, I got to stay in their thought Ecosystem.
0: Track. Okay. Right. They're, you know, right, we'll, okay. we'll,
1: right. I mean, there, there can be people that, that I know, uh, this happened to me the other day. I called somebody and he said, oh, we've, you know, this is for, it was for a December meeting. And he said, oh, we've, everything's all set. I know that's, Hey, great. Congratulations. Good. But I'm going to keep in touch with them. Right now. You know, it's December. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I think, I mean, next year could be something different. I don't know. You know, this is yet a problem. Salespeople make assumptions, do not make assumptions. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, this comes back to the whole thing. Well, I've sent them three, I've sent them five emails. I've sent them, I've called them three times and they, they must not be um, must not be interested. You have no clue. You haven't, until you've had a conversation with them and can validate it, you don't have a clue. Right, right. So, so okay, so real quick, because we're getting tight in
0: time here. What, What is your next play, Mark? What are you currently working on right now? You've, you've, your top 50 most influential in sales training and marketing. And I, that's your thing, right? You're the yeah. man in corporate space. Everyone knows who the hunter yeah. is. Yeah. So what's the next play for you?
1: Well, we've got two books that we're still very, very early on. I mean, we don't even have titles for them, but we have subjects that we're focused in on them. And as you can imagine, they're around prospecting. And uh, so that's, <laughs> that's going to be the next play. Um, and then I've got some smaller things that I've got, you know, a, a, a business media company I'm developing with another person. So that's going to be a big Oh, fight. that's cool you know, put sponsors together. That's a pr- that, that that has the potential to be pretty significant. Uh, What's a business you, media company? Well, the idea if you think of cnbc.com. You know, they have everything from cable network. They have a website, they have podcasts, they have all kinds of all So kinds just of
0: curated stuff. content basically. Yeah,
1: this is not going to be curated content. That's that's the big difference in that. because there's a lot of curated sites out there. Right. Uh, this is going to be all fresh. And it's, it's, it's a, um, I don't know if it'll happen, but, but we're going down the path because here's the whole that's thing. That's awesome. Here's the whole thing. If it doesn't happen, something else will occur. That's even better. Right. See, the, you, you have to, on un- sales, you have to understand not everything pans out. I'm working on a project right now that, that we, we started about four or five months ago and the results have not been what we expected. Ah, really frustrating, but I'm coming up with different ways to spin it. Right. And it will, it will become successful. See, so again, salespeople have to continue to find ways to make. Just things. like business owners. It is, I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's no different. It no really different. isn't. It's no different. I mean, it's no different because again, what, you know, if, if you're a, a salesperson dealing with a customer, you're trying to figure out how do you create the best solution that's going to be the most impactful solution for that customer. Right. Boom. And how do you position it? How, how do you make that work? Yeah. And and that's ultimately, um, but you, but you'll never get there unless you have the conversation and see you'll never get also get there unless you demonstrate trust because otherwise they're going to blow you off because they're going to see you as a vendor. But if they trust you, wow conversation just flow
0: well they'll, they'll they'll look at you as someone who truly wants to help them and and i i buy from people like that when i i don't actually i bought um, a service from someone recently not cheap like yeah. that sent the invoice and i just paid it instantly yeah, yeah. because I, I i i've been watching the person i trusted them right and i just knew they would i just all the semantics of the program and all that—I just knew that he was going to make sure that we right. were successful. Right. And that's like, right. And that's so important. Right. They feel. I, I, I,
1: yeah. I have made major fine fi- I made major financial decisions based off of watching somebody else make that same decision. Mm, yeah. Now, wait a minute. If it worked for them, it's going to work for me. <clears throat> and it's worked out. Right. You know. I mean, there have been several times that that I've—I, I've, ah, what do we do? What do we do? And. excuse me. I I talked to my peers and boom, this is what they've done. Okay. Done. Done.
0: Yeah. So So here's the deal. You Mark, you know, has, has made it pretty clear relationships. How do you build relationships? Just pick up the phone,
1: pick up the phone, pick up the phone.
0: I love it. Pick up the phone, go to conferences, meet people, network with them, get get their cards. And guess what? Do what? Pick up the phone,
1: pick up the phone. You (laughs) know what? I mean, think about it. We would not be doing this podcast today. If you and I had not had some conversations, if we didn't pick up the phone pick up the phone yeah. I love it man hey i i I love it,
0: I love what you're doing, obviously coming from me means nothing you've been doing been in this game for a long time um we have it in our office here, we have your book we we have a ton of respect for you and and we're grateful that you're here, so how can anybody listening to this, if they're interested in in training and Developing, how can they
1: find you? What's the best way to do yeah. it? Yeah. Best way is go to the website, thesalescenter.com. And um, you know, that is my real last name. People always ask me, so what was your name before you changed it? No, no. So it's thesalescenter.com. And there's a ton of content out there, ton of ton of I mean, it's just it's all right there. We we give away a lot of lot of stuff. Because my, my whole goal is this sales is a community, and we all have to live just like you do. You're lifting people up every day. That's what I got to do. It's what we all have to do. When we lift each other up, it's amazing how much better off we are. 100%. And well said. Mark, thank you so much
0: for your time and being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Play Podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. For more resources, visit relentlessuniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit relentlessrichie.com. Until next time.